Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and I'm so excited that Fern has nominated Dr. Peg Lacombe for a Game Changer Award. And Dr. Peg is joining us today to tell us more about the amazing work that she does as a veterinarian. So thank you, Dr. Peg, for joining us, and congratulations on your Game Changer Award. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Oh, well, we're so excited to learn more about who you are and all the amazing things that, that you do. Fern was um, very, uh, it, it was her, when she submitted her entry, I was very touched by it because what she mentioned was that you um, have just been with her every step of the way. And that is a reflection of the commitment you have to your patients and that you are um, just all in on every level of just not just maintaining the, the health and wellness of animals, but that clearly you are very much in touch and take care of your clients and it's beautiful. So let's back up to the very beginning and maybe you can just walk us through what inspired you to become a veterinarian and then your evolution as a practitioner. Okay. So uh, I guess I'm like many veterinarians who knew from when they were little <laughs> that they wanted to be a vet. I always had an affinity for, for animals and uh, probably more so than people. It was easier for me to communicate with animals. Um, and, uh, and we always had pets growing up and I just, I just love animals. So, and I always, that's what I wanted to do is be a vet. Um, I was told several times along the way that there's no way I could be a vet, but I didn't have the qualifications. I didn't have the right temperament or whatever, but mostly it was, um, I had some professors and, and undergrad mm -hmm. me, you know, you, you, there's no way my advisor even told me you're not going to get into vet school. And I didn't even get a degree. I tried, I, I went to Colorado state. Um, I applied when I was a junior at NAU and just for practice, because I wanted to know what it was like to apply for the following year. And I actually got admitted that year. <laughs> so um, oh, great. That, that was good. I'm like, okay, so my path is going along. So I, that's where I went to school. And um, I was a traditional vet for, for a long time. I didn't come to alternative medicine for a long time. I think probably self-confidence wise, I was working for other people and uh, I just didn't really want to take that leap, but I always had in the back of my mind, my mom had migraines really bad when I was a kid and she had acupuncture from an anesthesiologist and um, it cured her migraines. And so I always had that in the back of my mind. That's really interesting. And then, you know, finally I just took the plunge and, and learned how to do acupuncture. And from there, it's just, you know, blown my mind. And uh, I guess I just realized how much I really don't know. <laughs> There's just so much out there. So I'm a certified acupuncturist and I just, I just keep going. I just signed up for the manual manipulation core. So mm -hmm. I'm just kind of plugging along. Chinese medicine, I think is my favorite, but I, I laser a lot. I pretty much do whatever the animal is telling me they want or will accept yeah. treatment modality. So I love that. I, I do think that oftentimes it's when, when we're younger, pre, pre us being veterinarians, whatever our exposure was to either thinking outside the box 
or other being open to other modalities oftentimes comes from maybe what our what our family either said or didn't say or participated in or searched out or didn't. In your situation, the fact that your mama was desperate enough to try something like acupuncture and how wonderful that there was a doctor able to provide that, not yeah. only did that literally alter the the quality and well-being of her existence, but that had to be quite impactful for you to see and for you to see it be so effective that clearly was one of those things that stuck with you and allowed you to remain very open-minded as you transition through your, your journey as a doctor. Would you say, Peg, that you, uh, as a conventional practitioner, was it the frustration of the patients that you couldn't treat or that, or that, did you feel like your toolbox was just not big enough? Or at what point did you decide, okay, I'm going to learn something else? Was it early on? Uh, was, I mean, where were you in your frustration level before you're like, okay, I got to learn more? I think it was, I think it was a combination of things, but mostly that I ran into roadblocks with, um, with where I could go treating, treating patients traditionally, like you get to so you know you can only use so many drugs and they have so many side effects that um they just weren't and i i just knew there had to be something more that i could be doing for them and to help them along and um and so that's when i i kept telling myself okay go do this go learn this and i just and and finally I was, okay just do it i have not been good about listening to myself, (laughs) you know, just, just to do it. And finally, you know, I, 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 my, my best friend had formed this house call practice and I was, I was in Washington practicing at the time. And, uh, I was at that point, I was learning acupuncture and I was going to go off on my own up there. And she's like, well, why don't you come here? Cause I want to retire and be with my kids so you can take over the practice. And, um, so I did, and it was, it was really integrative. So I was doing mostly Western medicine and, um, even doing surgeries, which I, you know, I'm not, I don't like doing that kind of work as much. And so finally, just this past year, I finally just transitioned to just being holistic and like a referral, more referral practice. I still do integrative for my, for my long-term clients, but, um, that's what I'm doing now to consult and work with their, they have a regular vet and I just do the additional stuff to try to help them have a better, better quality of life. And are you doing, are you, are you doing some house calls or primarily house calls? Talk to me about like kind of a, an average day for you. Yeah, I'm a solo, I'm just a solo house call practitioner and um, that's what I do. So I see anywhere from three to um, six patients, six to seven, that, that would be a lot in a day driving around. Um, cause that's what I, I mostly do acupuncture and, and laser and manual therapy, that kind of thing. Um, so those appointments usually last, you know, a good hour by the time we're talking about what's happening with the pet and, and maybe the owner. <laughs> Um, and, uh, uh, but yeah, it's really, I find that most animals, um, are more calm. They're more receptive to therapy being at home. Um, and, uh, it's just more relaxing for, I think for all of us. And, and I like being out, you know, like just outside, just being able to be outside in between appointments, you know, even if it's my car, I can have the sunshine and, you know, I can, I can breathe a little bit and, uh, and it's just, I, I just love it. I, I really love it. I can't imagine going back to a regular practice. 
And what a beautiful gift. What a, you know, what, one of the things that Fern mentioned when she nominated you was that you were able to come, she was ill and you were able to come and medicate her pets and be with her pets and do the laser. And what an incredible gift. House call veterinarians, um, you see literally like 75% fewer patients a day, but the, the qual and, and the, the time it takes on your part is this is a substantial sacrifice and that you're driving long distances to treat one animal, but that is your sole focus. And you're able to really give them all of your attention. And it's for the people that are lucky and blessed enough to have a house call veterinarian like you, it's such a tremendous gift. So I'm thankful it's as rewarding for you as it is for your patients and your clients like Fern, who said, this is just um, a complete gift to your clients and your patients. How far will, how, uh, how far do you drive around your area? Like what, what's, what's the farthest you can go like before it's too far? Well, I've really limited it now so I can, so I'm able to reach, you know, my patients uh, as well as I can. So uh, probably my farthest one is about 35 minute drive um, without a lot of traffic. But um, yeah, I used to go a lot farther, but I just can't to be able to reach because I have a lot of regular patients that I see on a weekly to every two week basis that I have already pre-scheduled out. So it's hard to, uh, to get too big of a range. So don't be stuck. Yeah, at it is. I think so. Yeah. It is. It is. And what an amazing gift to your clients and your patients just to be able to have you available, come into the home. And the other thing, I've never been a house call veterinarian. I do, do in-home euthanasias, but I've never done what you've done. I find it so like you, you're able to see a whole, you're able to see an animal, the animals in a much you get a clearer picture of the case because you're in their environment and it, it yeah. provides a depth and a breadth to, the, to you being a much more effective practitioner than me being in an office in a clinic. Uh, so it's, it really is amazing all the way around. Peg, what do you love most about the work that you're doing now? I think being able to make a difference in, in the patient's quality of life, you know, if they're really struggling, if they're really painful, um, you know, you can help relieve that without them having, you know, a lot of bad side effects from it. Um, you know, and you can work with conjunction with, with Western meds, but still you can really decrease the dependence on that. And then just overall, they're affecting their quality of life. So they actually feel like they want to get up and move and go for a walk and, you know, in eating well and, and all that. And then um, also helping the owners, I guess, realize that they're doing, you know, for the older patients that don't have a lot of time left, that they feel like they're doing what they can and um, in a humane, compassionate way and that they just, you know, feel like they're doing everything they can for their pet and uh, in a quality way. Yeah. It's, um, it's such a beautiful, uh, it, it's such a soul filling, beautiful way as, as a doctor, as a caregiver to be able to walk with them down that last chapter and then uh, be able to help them transition to perform humane euthanasia in the home where the patient's comfortable and not stressed and the owner doesn't have to pack the animal up and take them somewhere. Just the whole entire experience that you 
are providing your clients and your patients is um, beautiful. If you were to tell the world one thing, or if you would want the world to know one thing thus far in your evolution down your path, what would it be? I guess it would be to uh, just be kind, uh, be understanding and be curious. You know, if you don't like what's happening with with your pet's care or you feel like you're not getting the information you need, you know, reach out, look, look elsewhere. Cause there's, there's a lot of us out there that do different things that may be helpful for your pet. If you're running into a roadblock, um, you know, there, there may be something else out there that can help. Mm. Very, very wise words. <laughs> and I love the fact that you have been, that you have worked hard enough at kind of perfecting or, working towards gaining uh, a professional insights and a place in your in your professional evolution to the point that you are uh, as happy as you are making your clients and patients feel and be so what a mutually beneficial gift that you're offering your community for people who might be lucky enough to be in your area uh, or would like to learn more about the work that you're doing would you let us know how people would be able to find more information out about you yeah, probably the best way is our website, which is um, at yourbarkandcall.net. Um, and so I love that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a good website. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Peg, I'm so thankful that Fern took the time to nominate you. It's wonderful for me. It's very soul fulfilling for me to be able to connect with my colleagues that are doing such important, meaningful work. It literally in the homes of the animals that we love so dearly. So we appreciate all that you're doing and congratulations on your Game Changer Award. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do too. You're very inspiring. <laughs>